everyone and welcome to our podcast interruptions for those of you who are listening for the very first time we call our podcast interruptions because we believe that there's a magical space between an incident or something occurring and our reaction to that incident or occurrence we call that space that time in between the interruption and we the workplace learning and professional development team believe that if you have the appropriate tools to engage positively during that interruption that's when magic can happen and so what we all want is to yield positive results and have a positive working experience and we are super excited in today's episode it's a part of our love gt series where we're taking a deeper look into our institute values of which there are nine but I'm super excited to chat with two leaders in our community today, and our focus is on we are responsible stewards. So please welcome into our virtual podcast space, Sky Duckett and Michael Shannon. Sky, can you take a moment and just introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, sure. It's uh, great to be here, and this uh, is an interesting experience. I have I've been at Georgia Tech now for almost one year. You all are getting me uh, just a, a couple of weeks away from that anniversary, and I am proud to be the Vice President and Chief Human Resources Officer. Awesome. Thank you, and welcome, Sky. And Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, good afternoon, Latrice. Thank you. Uh, I feel honored to uh, be a part of this. So thank you so much for having me on. And, and it's awesome to be with my colleague, Sky Duckett. I get the fortune of working with Sky on, on a routine basis. So it's pretty cool to, to now be in this environment. So I serve as the interim executive vice president for administration and finance, as well as the chief business officer of the Institute. So it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to talk about our values and really this one. So I'm really, I cannot wait to get into this, Latrice. Awesome. Well, before we jump in, let's start with a little something fun. So have you all ever heard of the game One Gotta Go? Have you all heard of this? Hmm. Okay. Well, I, don't, I don't know, Latrice. You might have to remind me. <laughs> Well, I don't want to say super easy, but I'm going to give you four things. All right. I'm going to give you a list of four things and you got to tell me which one of those four things got to go. All right. So we're going to start easy. We're going to start light. Let's so start like with the Sesame Street. Which one doesn't belong? Well, we'll see once I tell you what the okay. four things are. Let's see. Okay. So the, for the first one, we're going to go with apple pie, pecan pie, sweet potato pie, or blueberry pie. So I buzz in, Baron. Okay, go. Uh, right, look, sweet one? potato pie. Sweet potato pie. Are you serious? Yes, ma'am. Okay. No, don't even go there. Sweet potato <laughs> pie. What about you, Sky? That's like that's kind of where I was headed too. Like, sweet. is it like oh A? It's not the, the same kind of fruit as some of the others. And B, there's pumpkin pie. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Let me let me let me take it a little bit a little deeper. Your cell phone, streaming platforms, the internet, or hot showers? I think this is a setup, but I'm going to take hot showers. <laughs> okay, Mike, I was not in the military, so I'm going to take streaming platform. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Michael's in the military, so that explains why he could go without hot showers. I'm not sure about streaming platform. What would you watch? As long as I have the internet. Then you could. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Very clever. Very clever. And I can read books. Oh, that's so nice. Wow, that's wow. All right, last one before we get get deep. All right, so working from home, your retirement pension, or unlimited PTO. I don't know, Mike. Do we ever even take days off? Yeah, I'll go with working from home. Working from home, I go. Okay. Yeah. Same. Same here. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we are here to talk about. Thank you for indulging me on that. Um, we're here to talk about we are responsible stewards. That is the value that we're talking about today. And I'm just going to read the definition. We are careful stewards of the resources we are entrusted with and strive to be an example of sustainability, efficiency, respect, and responsibility. So as you, and we'll start with you, Sky, as you think about um, the definition of responsible stewards as defined you know, by our strategic plan, what are your what are your thoughts? Let's just jump in there. What are your thoughts about that? You know, asking human resources people thoughts on anything, we normally talk about people. <laughs> um, Mike it probably has a checkbook in his in his mind with, with you know zeros behind it. But mm-hmm. you know, I definitely yes, I make make sure fis- there's some fiscal responsibility in there too. But um, in organizations as large as ours and most of the ones I've worked in, people are a huge part of your budget. And so, you know, there's some, you know, words that that stand out around um, respect and responsibility and those, you know, extend to our, our talent and our team. And um, so that's kind of where I, I, I go first uh, when I think about being responsible stewards is um, is doing that through our people, especially if we're in um, leadership roles and we have a lot of responsibility for other people. Um, and I think even people who um, maybe aren't in a formal leadership role, I think there's a lot of informal leadership and responsibility for our peers and our team. And um, so I think anyone can um, you know, take some things away from talking about being a responsible steward. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Sky. And it's so interesting when we were thinking about guests, we immediately went to Mike, of course, right? Administration and finance. However, the people part of it is very important as well. So thank you for bringing that into the discussion. Mike, when you think about the the definition of we are responsible stewards, tell me what comes to mind for you. Thank you, Latrice. It's a provoking question. And I think the place we need to start is where we are. First of all, Those of us who get to, not have to or must, but get to work at Georgia Tech, be a part of the Georgia Tech community, no matter what what role we serve. And we have folks that serve in every role uh, needed to to run a very complex, large uh, research university. But the opportunity we have to get to do this work really sets the conditions for stewardship, right? We get to do this. We get to be a part of a place that has a mission that's very strong. Uh, we, we develop leaders and what those leaders do is advance technology and improve the human condition. And we get to do that. So that's where you have to start. And then as you go into that, you say, okay, well, what does that mean relative to stewardship? Because that's really the 
I don't think you can go to stewardship without understanding the, the opportunity we have, the get to, uh, and the mission. You know, and stewardship is interesting. Uh, you know, as you look about it, as you think about it, probably, you know, academically or parochially, it really talks about, you know, taking care of something. You know, you're the steward of your yard. Well, those of us who have grass, some people don't have grass, but those of us who have grass, you're the steward of your yard. You're the steward of your family. If you're a mom or a dad or an aunt or an uncle or, or, or you know, whatever, whatever your role is. Uh, and I think in terms of uh, or, or your stewards of this resource, everybody thinks about money. Uh, and I loved where Sky started with people because people are most valuable asset that we have. If not, we're just a bunch of buildings. And so I think when you talk about stewardship, you really have to start with this notion of getting the opportunity, get to take care of something. Uh, and, and there's a lot of some things relative to Georgia Tech. So that's how I think about it. And I can unpack that a little bit more. I have some some clever ways that I think about it if it's of interest. Yeah, it's definitely of interest. I'd like to um, go uh, press a little bit more in on that, Mike, because it says responsible stewards, right? And so when we think about the word responsible, sort of where does that take our minds in this discussion when we say responsible stewards? We get that we can be stewards of our lots of different things, which I, I love that frame, thinking about it from what, are, what am I a steward over, right? But what does it mean to be responsible in that space? Thank you for that, Latrice. I would go a little deeper and I would say good stewardship or responsible stewardship. People use the word good. I think responsible. Uh, I love the way the the, the folks that developed our strategic plan captured it. Really, responsible stewardship uh, is a way of life, and it's really a way of life that honors uh, and values our values. So it's an honoring to our values. The notion of stewardship is how do we, you know, care for what we care about, and so it really gets back to the other values that I know you've been spending time with other guests talking about. Uh, across the Institute values. Um, and I think as we talk about responsible stewardship, it's this idea of there are other people that are involved. So I love that Sky's here uh, as, the, as the human capital champion of our organization, uh, because at the end of the day, this is all about people. Um, and it's, it is also about institution because we do have, in its, you know, the notion of an institution is, is that, it, that it's perpetual, that it lives on. You know, people come and go, they work, they retire, they move on, and you have this institution that remains. But at the core of that, what did I just say? People. And so it's this notion of uh, a way of life that honors our values and what we value. Uh, and through that, we, we are responsible stewards. Thank you for that, Mike. Scott, so wonder if you can react to this idea of responsible stewardship, but then go a little bit deeper and talk about, Mike said something about what we care about. Talk a little bit about that as well. I think responsibility extends also to yourself. And so, you know, it, it makes me think of the analogy of putting the oxygen mask on yourself first before you put it on others. So, you know, the things we, we care about and we want to succeed and thrive at work a lot of times starts with with us and caring about ourselves as well. Um, so I think being responsible for yourself first and foremost, and then extending that level of dedication, care, and responsibility to to either other people 
or work that you're, you know, producing or, you know, some type of uh, responsibility for compliance or financial responsibility, whatever way we contribute. And we've chosen, um, hopefully we've chosen something we care about as a line of work <laughs> that we work in. Uh, so, so, you know, if we care about our work and we care about ourselves, um, then the, I think the two things come together and make us, you know, responsible in a way that's beyond um, the average, you know, what you would uh, think of as just being a steward period without the responsible part before it. Um, I think that adds um, a level of care and commitment. And and it always brings me back to what what Mike said about it not only being about that particular resource at the moment, but the resource as how it contributes to our mission um, of, you know, student graduation or them being successful in life. I come back to the caring about yourself first um, and and making sure you're you're acting or showing up or being responsible for the resources that you control and then being a good team player um, on committees that we're in and decision-making paths that we may be involved in. Because if it's one thing I've learned here, it's that most decisions involve multiple people. Um, and, you know, sometimes all at one time and then sometimes many, you know, steps along the way. And so given that a lot of decisions are, are made through multiple people, each person has to bring this spirit of, of caring about the decision, caring about the institute, and being responsible for our our lens uh, that we bring to that uh, decision or that picture. Yeah, this is good stuff. So one thing that I have learned and heard as we sort of try to institutionalize our values and make them practical for people is a lot of times people are wondering, so what should I be doing? All right. So you're saying you want me to be a responsible steward, but what should I be doing? And one of the value behaviors and action starts with this idea of empowers ownership. So I don't know if you've seen, you guys have seen that, but one of the, it says empowers ownership, management, and accountability. And then it has financial resources, but I want to keep the financial resources piece out of it because we know that that's a part of it, right? We also know, based on what you're saying, Sky, it's care for yourself, for others, our work, our deliverables, our finances, so all of that. But when someone asks, how am I empowered to be this responsible steward? Mike, you want to start there? Thank you for keeping money out of it. We can always go to the money. <laughs> but uh, but, but no, I, I think this is spot on, and I think this really gets back to the core of you know, kind of higher level values of accountability. And so, you know, accountability as it relates to us at Georgia Tech is a big deal. And I think people forget sometimes because we get so busy, we all have very busy uh, responsibilities that we perform on behalf of the Institute. But really accountability really spans a bunch of different things. And it gets back to the get to. So we get to at Georgia Tech build leaders who are going to have an impact on technology and the human condition. We talked about that. We get to through that advanced scholarship. We get to advance research. We get to re we get to advance teaching to our to our students. Uh, we get to be a part of service, and so all of those really get down to this notion of the public trust. You know, we are a public institution. 
We are here on behalf of the citizens of the state of Georgia and more broadly of the United States. You know, we have students from all over the country. And so that really idea of empower, you talked about empower, ownership, management, and accountability. That really starts with really this fundamental accountability that that we, by by getting to, I hate to keep saying that, Latrice, but it's a, it's very real. We get to be a part of this, and that's a public trust. Uh, I know we have many Georgia Tech folks uh, even uh, around the world, but but many most of us live live in Georgia. So as we as we go home at night, we're accountable to every one of our neighbors. We drive down our streets, and there's there's people that live around us that do many things, but they all invest in us through being good citizens, paying of taxes. They all invest in the state. And the state invests in us because the outcome is we want to take a young person and change the trajectory of their life by coming to a place like Georgia Tech. And we want to influence their families forever. And so the public trust is is a big deal about it. And it's a it's it's the core piece here uh, because of of what we are and who we are as an institution. Yeah. So I'm wondering I would say some people might say, yes, Mike, we get to do all of these things. And then there's this thought that, you know, at a certain level, you're empowered or you get to. And then there's other folks that may think, you know, or be wondering how at my level am I empowered to be a responsible steward and how can we change and help shape their frame to be aligned with this notion of getting to do this work. And so, Sky, I don't know if you you can talk a little bit about that, if you agree, disagree. I just, I have so many thoughts because, you know, when you talk about, you know, people regardless of their position, that, that goes to kind of our leadership at all levels, you know, philosophy of, you know, formal leadership titles versus you know, informal. And it actually reminds me of that talk you and I did, Mike, maybe back in the summer on career pathways and career lattices. Yeah. Um, and it was really about equipping and empowering, um, you know, employees at all levels, formal and informal, you know, leaders with tools in this space. Um, so it's kind of, you know, a career progression, you know, expanding your, your, your either, actual knowledge or just stretching, you know, what you already know into um, new applications. So that's one thing we we have as a central philosophy is building systems and structures that support decision making at all levels and that employees have the tools in their tool bag to, you know, do that with, you know, good communication skills, that there's an understanding of how to navigate, um, you know, large complex systems um, how to take the socio-political environment into account, you know, when you're making a, a decision or, a, um, you know, when there's an opportunity to to leverage empowerment. And so those are types of, you know, kind of underlying structures that we are investing in as an organization that will, you know, ultimately lift up, um, you know, all boats, you know, kind of rise in the space of, you know, empowerment. And then aside from, you know, individuals having the the capacity, there has to be places where they can use those, you know, their skills 
around communication or decision making or team building. And that's a lot of the work we're doing around psychological safety um, is having, you know, work environments and um, and leaders who create and not only create, but foster and encourage environments where people, you know, feel safe to speak freely. Their ideas aren't, you know, immediately put down. Um, we have a, you know, professional collegial way we talk to each other. Um, so I think, you know, the, the, the work that hopefully people are hearing about and that is, you know, a, a topic of discussion quite a bit is around psychological safety, well-being, employee engagement. Those are all, you know, may sound like kind of pie in the sky type things, but really that enables empowerment um, at, at all levels. And so that's, that's, you know, kind of my thoughts around, you know, what, what we as an organization, some, some responsibility we have on our part to, to make things conducive to what we're saying around um, ownership management and accountability. Another example is, you know, some work that we're doing in the compensation space right now in um, human resources with our HR transformation that's part of the Admin X initiative is we realize that some of our processes that we've set up aren't supportive and empowering, you know, decision-making, say, by hiring managers or, or candidates. And so we're making some of those stages a little bit more flexible while still complying with all of our policies. Um, but we're getting out of our own way, so to speak, in some of these areas where we feel comfortable with our uh, leaders of people flexing in the empowerment space more, but there was something maybe tactical in the way that was keeping that from happening. So working in both the transactional space with our processes and then in the affective space with the ha people having the, the tools and the place and the space uh, to be more empowered and have their leverage their voice. Yeah, this is awesome because I think one thing, it's one thing for us to have our values for us personally and us as community members, but also there's this organizational structure, right? And so making sure that our values are aligned with our organizational structure and we remove barriers where we can that prevent us from personally doing the things that we want to do. I have two more like big topics that I want us to hit on really quickly. The first one is when we think about being responsible stewards, that does not mean always saying yes, right? That doesn't mean always saying yes. That means sometimes we have to have conversations that, you know, may be uncomfortable or, you know, may not be the answer that people want to hear. And so as a responsible steward, and specifically this time, Mike, I want to talk about from an administration and finance perspective, sort of what is your philosophy around creating psychological safety and, you know, the, the ability to have productive conversations, but also sometimes having to deliver news that people just don't necessarily want to maybe hear? Yeah, thanks, Latrice. That's a, this, this, is a great, this is a great topic. So, you know, sometimes no is okay. We, we grew up with maybe our parents saying no, and uh, it's for your own good. So yeah, I think it's some of that. And I think some of it too is we cannot lose sight. Sorry, Latrice, you're not going to get me away from this core notion of why are we here? We are here to deliver a mission. That's why we exist. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as we're going into situations like you described, and you may have to tell somebody no, it really gets back to in times of limited resources, and let's be fair, there are never times that you don't have limited resources. You never have as much as you want. We don't have it in, in our 
personal resources. We don't have it in our professional resources. So in times of limited resources, how do you say no? And how do you prioritize? Part of this is being shrewd. You know, this, no, this notion of shrewdness, I think stewardship, you can't disconnect from shrewdness uh, because sometimes when we, and, you, and you, you, you went there with money, so I'll go there with money. Uh, sometimes you can do a lot more with a dollar if you're shrewd than if you're not. And so I think it's this notion of sh- being shrewd. It's also this notion of taking initiative. You know, sometimes, and we're a very large, complex organization. We are a $2.56 billion uh, organization at, at Georgia Tech. This is very complex. There's a lot going on. But a lot of times there's somebody in a unit, uh, one of our neighboring units or, or a, a unit across the Institute that may be wanting to do the same thing. Imagine if you showed up with your 50 cents, to folks you're teaming up with and partnering with show up with 50 cents. Well, holy cow, we now have a dollar. And so now, and now it's this notion of taking initiative and being shrewd. And then sometimes the conversation isn't no, uh, but sometimes the conversation is no because it doesn't align with the mission. And so what we don't want to create is uh, we want to be psychologically safe. We want all members of the team to show up with their best every day. You know, we pride ourselves on entrepreneurship and innovation. That's who we are at Georgia Tech. We want people to be innovative. But, you know, when somebody approaches me or comes into my office, you know, I get back to how does this impact the mission? You know, our job is for every student that walks in the front door of Georgia Tech, they walk out the back door uh, meeting their their goals and their dreams uh, in terms of earning a degree uh, from Georgia Tech. So my question always is, does your request, and Sky and I actually had a conversation about this relative to HR even today, but does this request help us to better deliver that mission? And I think that's the perspective we have to have as it relates to us uh, as as part of this community and, and this institution. Yeah, I love that. If we were thinking about a manager who is listening to this, a people leader who's listening to this podcast and are looking for an interruption or a tool to use in an interruption of no, it's like come with your shrewdness and find partnerships because we've talked about that a bit. And then just really unpack how what it is that we're trying to do serves the greater mission. And typically you'll get a better response when we think of it that way. Sky, when you think of this from your perspective as the the head of human capital, human resources, also an area where there are messages that sometimes have to be delivered that may not be as popular. What are your thoughts about this? Yeah, it it brings me back and it might got a lot of great ideas going with, you know, shrewdness, also maybe some creativity sometimes, Um, you know, and how we, you know, solve problems. And it it brings me back to one of the like behaviors and actions in, in, in this particular value that talks about transparency. And so I think I think sometimes being transparent about the goal you're trying to achieve or what you what you would like to accomplish and then also having the place where people can help you with that problem. Um, so unless you're transparent about like what it is you're really trying to solve, being open to ideas from others, you may only see one path to that particular outcome. But by like involving others and in our discussions, being transparent about the problem we're trying to solve, 
Sometimes there may be other ideas that are either cheaper um, or uh, maybe uh, more in line with um, a, you know, a particular objective or, or goal of the organization. Um, but transparency comes to mind when it you know, uh, comes to both making a decision um, that, that might not be popular um, and involving people in that, in that process. So I think the more people that are communicating messages that might be unpopular, you know, for using that, you know, analogy that you presented. Um, and I'm going to like piggyback on Mike here. Like, I know, like you think you said it a lot, but I say it a lot too, Mike, keeping our eye on the prize and like where we're headed in leading even unpopular communications with, this is what we're trying to accomplish. This is where we're headed. This is the big picture. Or, or this is the mission, and therefore that's why we're headed in this direction at this particular moment. Um, and tying it to to a, a reason and a, and a why. I also don't really even like to use the terminology no. Like, I think there's always like, it may be a, a yes, but can we do it another way? Or have you considered blah, 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 or even just asking the question, and this is for leaders and and um, people who are in more informal leadership roles is tell me what you're trying to accomplish. Then before before we jump to the and I realize that's hard to do. You know, I talk to a lot of people and I don't think I've I've seen one corner of this institute where people are busy um, and have a high volume of work. Um, but sometimes taking a couple of extra minutes on the front end to talk through, you know, a decision or a request before moving too fast on it to um, kind of a definitive answer that might be a no or might not be well received could save you a lot of time on the back end. Um, so sometimes, you know, it may take a little more time on the front end, but um, so I'm going to, <laughs> to be succinct, is, is, uh, is transparency and involving um, others in, in decision-making. Um, I think both help individually delivering a no answer and then from a seat like mine where it's, you know, to, to thousands of people. Um, you know, I think both of those, those, you know, behaviors that are involved in this value help with both of those things. Thank you both for those answers. The last um, big question that I'll ask before I um, just kind of do a summary and give you some space to, to wrap up is um, when we find ourselves in situations where we observe and I'm saying we because I'm looking for guidance or thoughts that you could give to others um, when we find people are not living this value in the way that we would like it to be uh, demonstrated on our campus, right? What advice would you give to anybody, you know, no matter what seat you sit in, when you observe someone not being a responsible steward based on our behaviors and actions and values that we know, the definitions listed here, what tips or tricks or tools would you recommend that they sort of employ to, to correct yeah. that? So, Mike, I'm going to give my like in an ideal world answer and then maybe let you because you've been here a little while longer <laughs> talk about our, you know, our, our context, you know, in our current environment. But just my gut answer from, you know, so many years in the human resources profession is to, to talk to that colleague yourself and to get good at having um, you know, conver you know, professional conversations at work about like, hey, like we were in this meeting and you kind of said this. I want to unpack maybe what you meant by that. Um, that that would be my my gold standard for how we you know um, show up 
when we don't think someone else is is showing up and and that's you know kind of a a you know a friendly conversation but we're really big um and we we're, we're kind of new at you know working at these values so i don't know that we're at a place where everybody feels comfortable doing that all the time um but that was my like in an ideal world that type of language would be the norm yeah i think and i, I think sky you're you're spot on that's that's definitely the the beacon on a hill that we want to strive for let me encourage everyone to to kind of rest in what Sky just said. That's really where we want to get to. We want to be able to have a conversation that really is psychologically being safe, right? Sky talked about something a minute ago, Latrice, and I want to tie it back to that because I think it's important. She talked about uh, transparency. And so transparency is exactly what Sky just described in this notion of, you know, if you see something that you believe is a challenge to have a conversation, but going along with transparency, you can't be transparent without trust. And so it's this notion of trust and trustworthiness. And that's it. that goes both ways because we, we need to trust each other. And, and I get back to public trust. We are being entrusted by literally our neighbors to do the work that we get to do at Georgia Tech. So that is a fundamental piece to that. So I think if we can't get to the beacon on the hill, let's let's start walking up the hill a little bit. How do we start walking up the hill a little bit to get to the to this notion that Sky described? And I think it, it is having a conversation with someone that you trust, and it's not gossip. It's not like, oh, did you see what Sky did? Sorry, Sky, didn't mean to to throw you under the. Under okay, the, anytime. Uh, but when having a conversation with someone you trust, hopefully it's a it's a leader, whether it's your leader or not, and saying, hey, can you and I talk about this? Can we work on this together? Can you help me think through it? We have process. We have mechanisms. But it is much more effective if we can handle things this way. And it really gets at core values like integrity, respect, uh, accountability, this notion of excellence that we have. And so if we can do that, we will be we will be such a stronger team uh, that's able to go back and deliver on those things that we've been talking about for our for our students and our sponsors uh, in, in, in research. Absolutely. You all, this has been a fantastic conversation and we can talk about this probably for another 30, 40 minutes, but people will probably be bored and not listen. So. Um, what I want to do is I want to just summarize a little bit. I think some of the main things that we've heard, we call our podcast interruptions because we really want people to have some tangible takeaways, some tangible tools that they can use when, you know, the timing is appropriate, right? And so we started off with this notion, Mike talked about we get to do this work. And so it's a privilege for us to be able to serve in the way that we do. We also, Scott talked a little bit about, you know, really honing in on what are the things that we care about, because that's what we need to be responsible stewards over, right? So she talked about putting your, your mask on yourself first. So we care about ourselves. We care about others. We care about the work that we do, care about the deliverables. We care about the finances. So all of those things, I think one myth that we sort of have busted a bit, if you will, go with that analogy, is that responsible stewards is not just about money. It's not just about finance. This is about being responsible for the things that we care about. And then this idea of transparency and empowering, it is all of our jobs to do this, right? It is not Sky's job to only care about people and Mike's job to just care about finance. It's all of our jobs to care about all of these things. 
and to create a psychologically safe environment where we all can bring our best selves and show up as our best selves. So I have enjoyed immensely having this conversation, but I want to get Mike and I want to give you, Scott, just a final minute to wrap up around this idea of we are responsible stewards and any final thoughts you want to leave with our listeners. I think Mike is like the best closer because I don't know how you do it, Mike, but you have an analogy and like a saying for everything. And I love it. I want to like walk around with a tape recorder um, following you. But for anyone listening, I do also care about money. Right. We all care yeah. about money. Like, don't don't get it so, twisted, y'all. You know, Mike, we not... care about money. We yeah. want more money. I do. I do look after the money. I don't get like too many, you know, ex- right. expensive, um, expensive bills. But, you know, I kind of am here to encourage us to to remember that, you know, all things we do, you know, financially, publicly, compliance oriented, even the fun, you know, innovation things in the space that we're fortunate to you know, be able to work in. Um, that an organization supports the kind of creativity and advancement, you know, that we're able to churn out. All those things are, are through people. And, uh, you know, this this day and age, you know, after we, what we've been through, you know, the past few years, just remembering to keep the humanity in the work. Um, and, and yes, be responsible. Yes, be accountable, but be nice, um, you know, while we're doing it. Um, and remember that everybody here is going through the same things we're going through. We've all been through, you know, really, uh, you know, tough pandemic. Most of us live in the state of Georgia and, you know, and have, um, uh, you know, commute and this and that and families. And, you know, my my advice is is to be responsible um, and, uh, you know, a lot of great, you know, insights that we talked about today, but to keep the humanity at, at the forefront of it and, um, to be nice while we're being responsible. Nice. And Mike, guys, put the pressure on. We need a, we need a strong closer, man. I'm like doing push ups and jumping jacks right now, getting ready. So first of all, Latrice, thank you for this honor. Uh, this has been such a privilege and, and thank you for uh, considering Sky and I for this. Uh, this is, this is a fantastic opportunity for us. You know, I, I want to take us kind of back to the beginning and remind us of why we are here. There is a lot of challenge in our world today. Um, and it, it's tough. It's a tough world to live in. Sky described some of it is, uh, you know, what we went through is COVID. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the dynamics of our, of our society. But I, I will tell you, there is no better place on the planet for us to get to. Sorry, I had to say it one more time, Patrice, for us to get to be able to work than at a place like Georgia Tech, where we every day are working alongside of our colleagues who are changing the trajectory of the lives of people. And that's through what, the, 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 what we deliver uh, to our students. Uh, that's through what we deliver in our laboratories. We want to address the most challenging problems of our time here. And we want to be able to hit those and confront those head on. And that's going on across this place. And so the opportunity we have in that to be responsible stewards, to be able to uh, value the public trust that we talked about, the, the idea of to be able to show up with integrity, uh, with excellence in everything that we do, with accountability and with respect. It's just awesome. It just doesn't get any better than that. And we need to show up every day with our best game that we've got using the sports analogy. We got we to show up ready 
to be champions. And, you know, we get to do this. We have the opportunity. It's a distinct honor. Uh, And I think this notion of stewardship should really not be something, oh, no, I got to be a good steward. It needs to be, oh, wow, this sets the conditions for uh, everything that we hold dear and the opportunity we have to deliver on on our mission. So that's how I see this. That's how I'd like to wrap it up. Hopefully that's a little bit of a of a, of a collision or an interruption uh, for everyone. And, uh, you know, it's a journey. Uh, we're all in it and it's a long journey. Uh, so we have to take it day by day, step at a time, keep walking, keep moving, and uh, we'll continue to uh, deliver. So thank you, Latrice. Thank you all. You have just been interrupted. Thank you, Sky. Thank you, Mike. Until next time. 